This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Hi, everyone. This is Larry Port with the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. I'm the CEO of Rocket Matter, and I'm excited to have with us uh, a special guest. We have uh, Kathy Gostaspi, and she is in, she's JD, and she's a change and branding expert and the founder of Purist Consulting. She works with law firms, lawyers, and organizations on growing both in size and profits uh, by mastering change, developing brands that get their message out effectively. So the results, happier, more productive lawyers, reduce stress, better clients, and more revenues. She's also the chair of the ABA Law Practice Division, which I just found out was a four-year term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kathy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. I'm excited. So what is it like when a lawyer engages you? Like, what do they go through? What, what do they get out of it? What, what, is, what is it like for them? What's their experience? So uh, lawyers and law firms show up when they are truly ready for change and growth. And by that, I mean they're ready to have a different mindset. No lawyer in any of my programs, no client of mine, whether they're lawyers or not, frankly, have anything wrong with them. They're doing well. They just want to go from good to great or great to greater because they understand that those nuances and the details and the emotional value they bring to their audience is what separates them from the rest of the lawyers. So I have deep respect for all my lawyer clients because they're willing to go through some discomfort. So look, growth is about change. And if you're not willing to change, you're not going to grow. But that involves doing something different and shifting your mentality and choosing to see your practice and your life differently. And that's uncomfortable, right? And as lawyers, I know I certainly am left brain linear analytical. So it's all about doing something a certain way and getting the same results. And that's good, but that becomes monotonous. And so Lawyers in our programs are revolutionary, in my opinion, because they're trendsetters, they're willing to show up differently, try on new things, and the results are always amazing because they're going to get exactly what they put into it. Growth with the firm, growth revenues, growth of the employee base, productivity is really where it's at, morale, and um, happier lawyers and reduced stress, which is something like they're like, are you like a unicorn, Kathy? Could this be? And I'm like, you're the unicorn. Because yes, I just facilitate this and it truly can happen because why not? Why does it have to be so stressful to practice law? Um, why can't we have more fun in the practice of law? And why can't we bring that uh, to the world and um, be better lawyers for it? I, you know, it, it to me, it's like it makes perfect sense. And I, I guess if you haven't been through it, then it, it might, must be hard to understand. But there's just, there's something about if, if you're working a certain way and you're unhappy and it's just grinding you out and the gears are just like, you know, oof, you know, it, it, it's just too much for you. There, there is a change that can take place and um, where your outlook does change. And it, it, a lot of it means you do have to, it, I mean, things will fundamentally be different when you go through an experience like this. Can you, can you talk a little bit about like what kind of changes take place that, enable that mindset shift? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So first off, change is an event, right? So I lose weight, I gain weight, I get married, I get divorced. Those are all the events that we call change. Transformation is really the journey that I put lawyers on, that they choose to be on. Transformation is what happens as a result of those changes. And it truly means that you're not the same person you were when you started out. And that's what makes you exciting and attractive for people. So when lawyers are up for that, the evolution process is enlightening. That's what they call it. They're like, this is a little bit of therapy plus enlightenment plus business growth. So when they go through that, they're willing to just choose to see who they are differently and understand that it's not just about the moniker. It's not just about the business brand. Do not stand up and introduce yourself as an employment lawyer or environmental lawyer. You are way more than that. Can you see that? That you are a human being that is interacting with clients who are human being. And at the end of the day, that human element cannot be missing in your practice. We so often, and I do business globally, from my past experiences as a lawyer and now, we so often globally look at business as a very sterile environment where it's just about the numbers and just about strategy and operations. And then we blend in the technology. But where are we losing that oversight or understanding that it's all about the human element? And so in order to create that for your clients so that they remember you and they want to keep hiring you, you have to come to the table with that. And that's awfully painful because that's not about the substance that we're so trained to do, to know well. 78% of everything you and I buy has absolutely nothing to do with the substance. It has to do with how I feel about the product or service. That's an emotional mm -hmm. buying decision. And it, for, for all service providers, particularly for lawyers, it, it's painful because it's like, I went to Harvard. I'm really good at what I do. And I'm like, great, good for you. However, here's the bad news. That's not what I'm buying. I first have to really emotionally buy you I don't buy from logic. I buy from emotion because that's what's contagious. That's what gets me going. Then after that, you can tell me how great of a lawyer you are and you went to Harvard and all that great pedigree, which accounts for the substance of the work you do for me after I notice you and after I choose to engage with you. So that's the process. So, you know, it's, it's so interesting because you're, you're doing this for lawyers now and you were a lawyer yourself, you, or you are a lawyer. You were a securities lawyer. You are a securities lawyer, but you changed your career. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and how this all happened? Yeah. Once a lawyer, always a lawyer. And I'm very proud uh, to be a lawyer. So um, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I'm an immigrant. We immigrated to the United States uh, way back when, back in 79 during the revolution in Iran. Uh, we weren't of the controlling religion, so we kind of had to leave. We didn't have a choice. So we packed up two suitcases for two weeks. And we never wow. Back. Yeah, it was. Uh, do, you do you remember that? Oh, I very well remember that. I, dr I remember driving to the airport at night and they were burning down the Coca Cola building. Um, oh I mean, those are the things I do remember. But the whole point is, so I've gone through change my entire life, which is why really I feel comfortable saying I'm a growth change and branding expert. I know what change is like in drastic doses. So I grew up in the Midwest. I always wanted to be a securities lawyer for two reasons. I really thought that's how I was going to save the world. And the second sad reason is I thought, well, maybe as an immigrant, they'll love me more if I'm a lawyer, which we all laugh at when I say that on stages, uh, keynoting, because people are like, you really thought people love lawyers that much? But I do love my career and I love working with lawyers because I think we do a very important service. So anyway, um, I became a securities lawyer. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And I had a great career, Larry. I was a federal lobbyist in Washington, D.C. So I saw how that sausage is made. Um, so a lot of times 
political campaigns want to hire me to run their brand. And most often I say no, because I saw how that sausage Hmm. was made. And then from there, I went to the Securities and Exchange Commission. I was there when Enron blew up. I was there when Bernie Madoff blew up. And I was starting to get jaded because I knew these people. I knew these processes. And I'm like, what? This is not how I want to save the world. So I did that. And then from there, I went to a major law firm in their DC office and I switched hats and my clients were the big boys, Franklin Templeton, Fidelity, major wirehouses. And it was always me and really men twice my age. And I was whining and dining them and I was getting good clients and my firm was happy. And then I moved to Southern California because my father was getting ill and I went in house and that was my last legal job, right? I'd come full circle around the legal industry. Everybody was like, wow, you've done it all. Now you're in house. Like that's where everybody was aiming for. Uh, And it was great until the day where I had spent 15 hours drafting like this teeny bit of a mutual fund prospectus. And I went home nine o'clock at night, opened up my own mailbox, and there was my own prospectus by coincidence. And I reflexively threw it away because no one reads that stuff. And that was my aha moment, Mm. Larry, standing there in the dark that, oh my goodness, what if what I was doing was no longer the way I wanted to serve humanity? So this was two years before the recession and I just quit my job cold turkey. I said, I can't do this. So I left all that money on the table and apparently a lot of fame on the table, which is a chuckle. And people thought I was nuts. I thought I was nuts because two years before the recession, no one was reinventing themselves. And people were like, you know, you're really good at this. You've been doing this for a long time. And I said, I know, but I can't do it anymore. I don't think you're nuts. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought you were nuts. I would have been like, go. Go for it, right? Go, go, go. So through a long process, I actually worked with an ex-Harvard litigator who was teaching a class on natural talent. This is, he was brilliant. This is two years before the recession. He'd been teaching this concept for 25 years that each one of us is naturally good at something. And if we do it every day, we're just going to live longer and be happier. But to his point for me, if you turn it into a career, it's a no fail because people can tell you're naturally good at it and they'll just gravitate towards that. Which is what I teach now, the emotional resonance factor behind what you're selling is who you are. So I changed careers because he said to me, you've got to do this for your fellow lawyers. And I was exasperated at this point. I was standing there going, what, what do you want me to do? And he said, you will figure this out. So that was 12 years ago. And here we are. And it's been an evolutionary process, really rebranding and growing. And so I spent all those years really mastering my programs and what I teach because I want it to be less painful, frankly, than what I went through for lawyers. And I don't want them to change careers necessarily. That is not my goal. I want happy, healthy lawyers out there that are practicing and making a difference because I think that's doable and that's my goal. So, well, then let me pick up on that one because you've done some research about stress and the impact of stress on a successful law practice, what have you found? So yeah, it's become really a critical part of what we do for lawyers and really others as well. So stress reduction. Stress, well, yes, it's part of the program. So about a decade ago, um, my formal research at UCLA with a neuroscientist, because I was trying to prove these theories, because I'm very left brain linear too, even though 99% of what I teach is right brain right. creativity, tapping into that. You didn't want to be anecdotal. I you wanted did to see not. The I wanted facts. to be a researcher because I wanted to be credible because I know that's how lawyers perceive it and it's legitimate. So here's what I found, Larry. As your stress goes up, and it goes up for even the most self-confident clients that we have, 
your self-confidence proportionally starts to drop. So there is a direct inverse relationship between stress and self-confidence. So stress is going up, you name it for any number of reasons, children, deadlines, court, trial prep, uh, you name it, aging parents, stress goes up, self-confidence starts to proportionally drop. And when that happens, your brand value diminishes. But what does that mean? That really means that you're no longer emotionally resonating with your audience. So whether you're trying to get a new client, whether you're trying to do a presentation, whether you're um, trying to gun to become a partner, whatever your aspirational goals, including being a better parent and a spouse, or even your dating life, this applies across the board to people's lives, you're not getting that emotional resonance, which means people aren't buying what you're selling. So you're hitting a wall. So in all of our programs, the entire point is to reduce people's stress so that their self-confidence naturally shifts upward. And at that point, we've got a nice foundation that we can build off of to develop the law firm or the lawyer brand well. So what I teach is not simplistic. It's simple, but not easy. It's foundational. I truly believe that every lawyer and every practice needs this for each of their lawyers in order for that lawyer to be motivated to understand who they are and why they're doing it and what they're good at truly as a natural strength within their practice of law. So then they can then go out there and sell the brand of the law firm well. Otherwise, it's way more difficult and that stress gets amped up and um, their health is in jeopardy. I was talking to someone just yesterday that said, I just quit because I got a bad diagnosis and I thought, what's mm -hmm. worth? And I don't want it to come to that. It shouldn't have to come to that, right? It's important work and, you know, it's stressful work. It can be. Um, not that there's, I mean, there's definitely ways to improve on that and manage that. And um, I applaud what you're doing. I think, um, I think it's very important. If, if, if people would like to get in touch with you, Kathy, how should they do it? And I, I also understand that you have like some sort of offer for podcast yeah, listeners. Is absolutely. That My gift to you and your listeners. So they can reach me at puristconsulting.com, www.puris, like Sam, like it's in purist, P-U-R-I-S, consulting.com. And if you want to email me, it's Katie at puristconsulting.com, K-A-T-Y. And our offer is we run a seven-month virtual online branding boot camp. We've done it for a decade. And you can be anywhere in the country, in the world. Uh, and all I need from you is two hours once a month for seven months and we train you from A to Z in this process either that or you can work with me for a lot more money and so for all your podcast listeners if you want to jump into the next cycle which actually um, starts soon uh, instead of $3.97 a month we'll offer that for $2.97 a month so all right there you go there's the deal there's more information on our website on it or they can email us about it and if anybody wants to get the um, fact sheet, the research summary on stress and self-confidence, then they can email me that as well, that request. Well, there you go. Another reason to reduce stress, not just to live longer, but to bring more revenue into the firm. I like it. Absolutely. It a lot of stuff. So, uh, Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Larry. I hope it was uh, beneficial to your listeners. That's the goal. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.